OTB Sports Rugby. Everyone in the world thinks Ireland should win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you pick the combined side, who'd get in from Wales? Jeez, I don't, not, no one, I don't think. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM. With Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Snallin Quinlan, good morning to you. Morning, lads. How are you? Where does the Welsh rivalry rank in terms of the nations that we hate the most in the Six Nations? For me, not 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 up near the top. Um, we always got on very well with the, the Welsh players. Um, seemed to connect and gel with them. I think the rivalry with Scotland would be a bit more. Um, I don't know. So, some players would say different. Um, I think the success of the, the provincial teams in Ireland for probably... You know, throughout the since rugby went professional, I think the structure here and stuff like that. Um, you know, Leinster and Munster have been obviously Leinster more successful in recent times, but you know, challenging for Celtic leagues, uh, Rabo directs Pro 14s, all the different changes in names over the years. It's the URC now, um, and then internationally, I suppose you know Scotland for me were always a little bit more. I wanted to beat them more than, than, than Wales. Obviously, there's very little as regards, you want to win every match, but I, I, I would never have seen, and that's why I was surprised a few years ago when Gatti came out with yeah. those comments about, we, we don't like the Irish. We, they're the one team we probably dislike the most. Is he um, the one responsible for all this? Like, is he the one sort of <laughs> leading the charge? Really, no, no, it, it happens in sport. Um, you know, even me saying Scotland there, look, I've loads of great Scottish friends as well, and we always had great fun there. And, um, got on really well with the Scottish lads I think um, no I think he, he I think he probably just tried to create some little bit of a sideshow and a bit of a story there um, but if a team is winning and it doesn't matter how what your history or tradition is or your um, <clears throat> you get an extra spurt of energy and determination to try and knock them off their perch and, and that's happened a few times with Ireland Wales have won four Grand Slams under under Warren Gatland and, you know, been incredible. Well, three, is it? And Mike Ruddock won one. Um, I'm not sure the exact numbers. Uh, forgive me for that. Yeah, but, 05 um, is Ruddock anyway. Th- yeah, they've been very, very successful. Um, and he, he gets the best out of players. But, you know, like Eddie Jones, you know, throwing a few comments out there just to to get papers talking about it and, and pundits and stuff like that. Um but he's able to back it up and he risked that. I, I was always sceptical as a player, you know, and I, I, Rog was on this morning. I remember, I think I told this story before when we went to Leicester in 2007, 6-7. Maybe, maybe it was eight or, eight or 2008. I can't remember exactly, but we went to Welford Road and he said, well, the URC is, the, the premiership is kind of blown up a bit that, out yeah. of proportion and the URC is good. And then obviously we were all panicking he goes and kicks the winning penalty. Um, sometimes when you say these things as a coach or as a player, um, you risk kind of having an egg in your face afterwards. He's not said anything this week as regards he's been complimentary to Ireland, you know, talking about Johnny making probably making a mistake and leaving him out of the Lions tour. Um, and that's that's the kind of position you're in as a coach. Um, and you take those chances. But um, he's gone back to the tried and trusted, hasn't he? Mm. And um, a lot of players who you know, we talk about judgment calls and 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 knowing the person um, sometimes helps. And he's big into that. He was always a guy who'd be kind of wandering around, having little chats with fellas, asking them how they were, 
checking the mood of the camp, um, big into the psychological stuff. And then, you know, had the the, the, the brains and the know-how to to get good coaches in who did on-field technical stuff. You know, that wasn't his forte. He obviously did a lot of the strum stuff, but um, good at the mental stuff and good mm. at getting that emotion out, which is really important for, for something like this, particularly for Wales with their backs against the walls. Uh, 2006, that game. The, the, when you looked at the 23, Quinny, during the week, two parts to this question. Who did you feel should have been, should have felt most hard done by and, uh, possibly related? Is the bench lacking a bit of impact player, a player who can change a game? Bundyaki can change a game, can't he? Ian Henderson can. Uh, Rob Herring always brings on loads of, of, of enthusiasm and energy. You know, with respect to Keane Healy, he, he's been an incredible servant, but he doesn't have the same zip that he used to have. That's pretty obvious, I think. And um, He's an incredibly p- reliable player and someone that I, you know, I have no doubt have him on the bench. Jack Conan brings, obviously, an enthusiasm and an energy. There's probably an argument if you're talking about... I think they've gone for more control, experience in Conor Murray and Ross Bourne. That'd be fair to say. Mm. Um, than Craig Casey and Jack Crowley. So, obviously, if you're kind of realise that um, you know it's going to be a very open game and you're going to be chasing stuff and having to you know really be uh, play with pace and tempo all the time you're probably looking at Casey and, and Jack Crowley and we've seen Craig Casey do that a lot for, for Munster and for Ireland the last couple of years um, I think Andy Farrell knows that this is going to be a bit of a dogfight and I, and I suspect it will be um, it's going to be small margins. It's about getting the small details right, your breakdown, your line-out, stuff like that. Um, but I think Henderson and Conan are two really good. And obviously, be, me being a loose forward myself when I played, these guys can make serious impacts because they're on the ball. They're around the ball a lot. Um, and, you know, up front, it's having that, that bit of an impact. Tom O'Toole, it's a bit of a, it's a big one for him, you know, if something happened, Finley Bealham early on. Um, and obviously Finley Bealham starting the game you know I think the only slight concern I would have um, is you know that scrummaging and nobody does it pre- really worldwide as, as nearly as good as Ty Furlong on a consistent basis so he'd be a loss to any team and Andrew Porter you know has had a few creaks and issues at, at the loose head side it's nothing to do with strength I think it's still learning to him learning technically and to be a bit street smart and and a bit wise to to um, more experienced props and stuff like that. But um, there's no surprises there. And I think, look, the bench is pretty good. I No one should, you know, Craig Casey maybe has an argument to say, well, I'm, I'm kind of the perceived starter now for Munster and why am I not on the bench? But Not like um, a, an Osborne or a Coombs or a Baird? I don't think they have a, an argument to be kind of banging at the, the coach's door and saying um, I'm playing better than someone else here um, well Osborne, Osborne, Osborne could guys. Osborne could I mean you know he's like not, not playing let's, at the minute let's be honest here guys there's a big difference between Europe and international rugby and being on the front foot playing with Leinster against Gloucester and, and um, Racing that's not taking anything away from Jamie Osborne I'm a massive fan of his the, the thing that stands out for me is the game down at Thomond Park against Munster where Munster were nearly full strength still some injuries of course but it was a strong strong Munster side on paper Leinster mixed and matched a little bit we know they can do that 
I thought he was incredibly impressive that night in the tight stuff, in the hard yards and stuff like that. Of course, in the Racing and the Gloucester game, we saw line breaks and he was brilliant in that game over in Gloucester. Superb. He's an incredible talent. But, you know, there's probably an argument that you could have put him straight in there. But I just feel Stuart McCluskey, he got the chance and the opportunity, even though he's been around a long time. Um, I think he's improved his game. There's more to it just than just being a battering ram. Jimmy Osborne's going to have a, a, a big, big international career. I've no doubt about that. Uh, but sticking him straight in there over in Cardiff, um, George North running into that channel, um, Dan Bigger, you know, putting balls up in the air, Tipperick getting at him. You just don't know. Okay, maybe it's maybe he should maybe he should roll the dice and start him. But I think Midlusky deserves to be in there and. Um, we will see a lot of Jamie Osborne and I think we'll see more of him in the, as the championship goes on as well. You mentioned Tyke Furlong. It looks like he's going to be back at least for the for the French game, which is positive news. Uh, on Finlay Bealham, uh, Quinny, I mean, he's almost become a Mr. Reliable in some ways. He played all five Six Nations games last year, the two New Zealand tests last summer, was brilliant off the bench against South Africa as well. So you almost feel with, with Bealham now, albeit a relative lack of cap, caps compared to Furlong, he is a man that you know once you throw him in there, he's going to do a job. Yeah, he has stepped up, and and what I like about Finley Beatham is he's there's no kind of there's no nonsense. He gets a lot of bangs and knocks, and he's hard. Gets back up, goes again, setbacks. I think the the only kind of problem Finley Beatham has is actually physical size. He's not the biggest prop that you're going to meet. He's not 120 kilos, 125 kilos that you get some tight heads, and a lot, a lot of the international tight heads are. Um, he probably just doesn't have the sheer weight. Technically, he's a very good scrummager. Um, and he's got to be kind of cute in the way he scrummages. You know, th- there's no doubt that, that Wales will try and target him, try and go after him. And all of that Irish scrum um, set piece is going to be really, really vital. But Finley Bealham is Mr. Reliable, you know, and he's time and time again, He's uh, a tenacity and a, a kind of an endurance that just keeps going all the time, works his socks off, makes lots of carries, tackles, clean outs, and breakdowns. So his all-round game is outstanding. The only question mark, it's not even a question mark. It's just, it's, it's physics really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. He's not the biggest prop in the world. Um, talk to us about the back row, like um, Omani, Van der Flaer, Doris against Morgan, Tipperick and Falatow. So much experience there. A couple of back rows in each other very well, maybe Morgan um, aside. But he's a big prospect, Quinny. They, they place a lot of value in this guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a brilliant player. He's um, he's uh, Sean O'Brien-esque like. I think he's he's you know he's so sturdy in his feet. He's powerful. Big, strong upper body, um, great power in the leg drive, all that kind of stuff. And he and hard and abrasive is what you want. You know, you're not going to get any soft backers at international level. Um, Tipperick, um, you know, has been around a long time. He's 33, 89 caps, so you know, proven track record. Um, steps up, delivers, and and Falato, you know, incredibly Falato for me is only 32, and um, he's been around so long, 95 caps. He's a wonderful player. He's so that the back row battle is really, really crucial. Um, and I think Peter O'Mahony, Kaelin Doris, and Josh van der Fleer, 
they need to have big games here because we've in the games we've lost over there in the last four I think it's an area that they've got the better of us you know our back row haven't carried as much um, two years ago four years ago uh, Navidi Tipperick caused us all sorts of problems the breakdown you know you have your scrum half digging for the ball and and you know Ireland have shown that when when they get quick quality ball and they're efficient at the breakdown, they're, they're they can play. They back themselves to play. I think the biggest example of that was down in New Zealand, where you could easily retreat into yourselves and try and kick to the corners and play for territory. They're a confident side, but what do they do if it's, it gets slowed down? If there's um, problems there. Um, and that's the thing that they need to learn. People often say, what will they learn from the Six Nation? They're going to have moments and periods in the game where they might have to just play off slow ball. How do we do regenerate quick ball? Uh, Johnny's kicking game, Gibson Park, calming things down and, you know, putting the ball up the field. So um, I think the all-around attack is, is really good, but that back row battle is a really, really crucial one. And I, I think, you know, there has to be a real emphasis on Pete, Peter O'Mahony and, and Josh van der Fleer to, to nearly go man for man after them and make sure they let them know this is not going to be easy. What's the Achilles heel of this Welsh 15, Quinny? Where can Ireland target? I don't know. Um, I think collectively they're a very good side, Shane. You know, when you see the experience, look at the back, the players in the backs. Um, I think Rio, Rio Dyer and Joe Hawkins, they're the inexperienced. So you've got to try and make sure you kind of make them understand what the intensity and tempo is like. Um, I'm sure Johnny Sexton would put some high ball on Rio Dyer. He's incredibly quick. Um, maybe maybe it's pace and tempo. You know, you look at their front row, Thomas Francis, Ken Owens and Gareth Thomas. I think it's about playing tempo, pace, energy, and Leinster do that. And the vast majority of these players are from Leinster. So I think it's... Um, they're not going to be focusing on um, individuals and small small things. I think, you know, overall, I think it's about them back in their own game plan. And I would suspect if there's any sort of weakness is that if they get pace in the game, I would suspect that Wales want to kind of control it a little bit more. But if you look at the Warren Ball game plan that, that was very successful for him, it's all about going around the corner, make, making people tackle, regenerating ball really quickly. Um, but I think Bigger is going to kick a bit. He's going to put up up and unders. They're going to try and get the crowd screaming and roaring at Hugo Keenan, James Lowe and, and Mac Hansen in that backfield. Hope that they spill a ball, you know, to knock it on and stuff like that. They're going to look for those kind of moments. So obviously, um, you know, picking out weaknesses on paper, it's a very strong Welsh side. If this doesn't, doesn't go well for Wales, the problem Warren Gatland has is where does he go to from here? Because he probably hasn't had a lot of time, preparation time. So he's gone for a lot of experienced players who've delivered before. I think there's eight that have been there since 2012 that played under him in 2012. So there are some of them around a long time. Ireland got accused of that. And uh, I think in this cycle, Andy Farrell has made a lot of changes. Um, a lot of younger players probably experience and understand what the principality is going to be like this weekend. So It'll be pretty intense and, and Gatti is going to try and get the most out of his players and, and rely on that emotional factor as well. Yeah, we'll be glued to yourself and Dave tomorrow, quarter past two. Uh, yeah, do, Ash, if I could say, Adrian, just before I go, the 20s is on tonight in Cowland Bay. Um, I'm about to shoot off now for that. 
there's some incredibly exciting young players on the Ireland 20s team they play Wales at 7 and it's on Virgin Media too so um, just for the listeners to keep an eye out <laughs> in the 20s as well and the next mm. generation Come Sam on. Prendergast playing at 10 Keane Prendergast brother uh, and Hugh Cooney um, I was told by someone during the week possibly the next Brian O'Driscoll oh, Oof, maybe I'm, no pressure maybe, wow uh, maybe, geez you were comparing maybe. Morgan to Sean O'Brien earlier and I thought that was good bloody hell no I, I just think yeah, obviously when I say that Jack Morgan I think some some similarities but Hugh Cooney has been talked up of um, uh, wow Paddy McCarthy is Joe McCarthy's brother Conor Tierney you know in the second row who played last year as well so um, there's two Sheehan's on the bench uh, Frankie Sheehan's nephews would you believe and no Paul O'Connell's nephews so I have to I'm say Quinny, I'm not going to lie to you when you started off giving, giving me the cell there I thought it's unlikely but I'm in yeah I'm yeah, yeah. In. You've, Sold. Done, you've done the job yeah. give that man a pay rise Evan O'Connell Paul's, uh, Paul's nephew as well so there's a few um, where does he play? He's second row. Right. Yeah, he was Jesus. on the bench this year for one match for months. <laughs> There's still only kids. And and Frankie was on to me last night uh, saying, uh, don't forget to mention uh, the two Sheehan's on the bench. Well, I said, Frankie, I'm on commentary, so I, if they come on, I'll <laughs> I have obviously no mention them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> only but good I'd say, uh, yeah. So it's on Virgin tonight at seven. Well, so. I'm in. I'm all in now. That's it. Sold. Done. Come on. Thanks, Quinny. Okay. Cheers, lads. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.